uh, with three teams next year under the umbrella of the Wolfpack. So wow. yeah, you can you can name us a she Wolfpack then. I I think yeah. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift, episode 7. And this week we're talking with Natasha de Uden, who is the team owner and the team founder of AG Next Generation Cycling Team. Now the interesting project about this team is they're a development team first and foremost, but they're having to do their development in the Women's World Tour. It's crazy. And they're getting invites to all the big races this year and next year. And so we talk about their journey as a team, where they're aspiring to be next year. They want to reach the World Tour. They're obviously going to be partnering up with Quickstep Alpha Vinyl. That's exciting. We talk about the Tour de France invites. They're going to be at a tour this year. Oh, there's so much juicy stuff. So I hope that everyone finds maybe a new women's team to cheer for because it's really exciting. Now, before we get stuck into the episode, I just want to have a huge shout out to Zwift. We've got the Zwift Racing League happening this week. I think it starts on the 5th of April. I've entered my team with my uh, friends. We've got four of us in a mixed league. So we're going to see how we go navigating that series. But I think it's time, Legends, to hop on the ergo, get on the commute. It's time for episode 7 of the Press Room Podcast. I'll see you real soon. really nice to meet you and so yeah i guess that's probably a good place to start so do you think natasha you could just give the listeners a rundown of 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 what uh how the team began and i guess it's uh you know a timeline of where it's come from your mission and you know i guess your ambitions as a team for ag next year Mm -hmm. i mean we started in 2018 with a junior team because our daughters are cyclists, we saw that there was a, yeah, a big increasing gap between junior riders coming into the elite category and the mm-hmm. top elite riders. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking, hmm, maybe we can do something to, to be an inspiration also to other projects. So we started in 2018, a junior uh, a team with six junior riders, not the biggest talents, but... We wanted them to, to learn to ride as a team and to unlock their potential with each other, you know. Uh, so, yeah, bring each other to a higher level. And that, that year we, we were world champion, TT. Uh, we won several Nations Cups. Uh, we won all the national titles. And the year after, we were a European champion with that team. So, yeah, it... it yeah, it looked like that it was working what we did. So we did it high end. We yeah. facilitated them with material and staff and uh, trainers. Mm. So I really learned them in a professional way. But the year after, yeah, we were thinking, yeah, now some of the riders are going to the elites and now. So then we created the U23 team. And at first it was, we were too late with the UCI to, to make yeah. a continental team. So it became a club team in 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2020, we were UCI continental. Mm-hmm. And the only one with only U23 riders. And our mission is, uh, in terms of equality, uh, at this moment, I don't believe in equality between men and women. Mm-hmm. Because... 
it's 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 what I want, but it's not what it's needed now. Uh, what's needed now is equality within women's sports. So we have really young girls, 18, 19 years old, still in school or just come from school uh, with 12 hours of training, uh, living with their parents or not. Uh, and they have to compete against Annemiek van Vleuten uh, or other riders who, who, learn, uh, who earn uh, heaps of money mm. and have the money to do um, altitude uh, uh, training camps like that, you know, mm. and invest really in their, uh, in their um, um, how do you call that, results. Mm. And our riders are one zero behind in, in, in that, in age. And we don't want them to be 2-0 behind because of they don't get the chance uh, uh, to, to get on that level too, you know. Um, so we give them the same, we try to give them the same opportunities like in material, yeah? perfect material, uh, like wheels, but also in staff. But that costs money. Yes. And uh, because we don't, uh, can, we, we can't guarantee results uh, to our sponsors, we have to make another story. We have to take them in, um, yeah, in our mission. And uh, yeah, like Garmin and uh, Tax, they believe in what we do. So, and also Patrick Lefebvre um, and our new sponsor, AG Insurance. Yeah. So, and I really hope that um, we are an inspiration to other uh, teams to do the same. Because my mission now, so we are there now. Eh? Next year we have three, three teams, yeah. and I hope we get that World Tour license. And the, the next step is that we will create the same as in, as in men's cycling that we can swap riders from continental to World Tour level in some races. Mm. Because that is a really huge step in professionalization of women's cycling. And then you can create a wider base because I hope then that other World Tour teams will do the same. They plug a, a continental team on them, put money in it. Yeah, and, and then you can lift women's cycling from the base and get a wider top in five, six years. Because now, the, I, my, in my opinion, the top is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Because there's what's, federations put money in the top of it. And the money don't, doesn't drip down. So we have now equal price money, but it stays in the top. It yeah. doesn't go down. So, and the, the mandatory uh, starting fees aren't paid mm. because in the organizations, there's no money because there's equal price money, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that's politics and choice, I think. But I think you do nothing for the sustainability of women's cycling in that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really my, my mission. <laughs> yeah, it's a good mission. And I think it's well targeted because there certainly is a gap between the top of the women's sport and then those who are just trying to break through. And unless yes. those young girls are super talented and get snapped up quickly, you know, like your Gigantes and, and um, all those riders who can go straight into it, where do yeah. they go? Where do they race? They pretty much have to just go straight against the pros, don't they? Um, yeah. And I think the example you made about being able to have um, you know, your elite senior team and then an under 23, under 19 development who are racing yeah. at continental level, 
like Yumbo Visma have that set up where they can switch riders in between. Maybe yeah. a rider progresses well in the under-19s and goes, okay, they might be ready to start a 2.1 or whatever it yeah. might be. So that's really good. And I wanted to know in that first year when you only had the six riders, you mentioned you had, um, did you have some like good material and equipment then, even at that early point? Um, yeah, we had a bike sponsor and for, for them, for junior level, that's, that's perfect, you know, pretty good. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that was good, but it's more or less the, the team director, yeah. the, the staff around it, that mm. makes it, di- that re- really makes a difference, mm. you know, mm. it's not only the material, but, um, yeah, but people cost money, good people cost money. So, mm-hmm. um, that's why what we do uh is 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 not um yeah it's not like other continental teams you know mm-hmm. we have Definitely. yeah because when you see like garmin we are one of the only uh, continental teams they sponsor with everything yeah wow that's obviously that's because they believe in the story mm, that's Sorry? right they believe in the story yeah, yeah. so the team as it stands right now, there's an under 23, that's the main team at the moment. And then yeah. there's an under 19 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the under 23 women's team, they've been racing all the big races this year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And how has it been going this year with those girls experiencing, well, the top level of sport racing against your Vlam Vlutens, your Lepeckis and, and those names? Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes it's difficult for mm. them. But it's a big experience. Uh, but mostly, yeah, because of the lack of races on a lower level, mm. you see that they that they are at their age in races where they can't compete. And they develop in experience on a mental level, but sometimes not on a physical level, because in a, a few races, are, uh, are no, mostly of the races, they get out of the race when they are four minutes behind, you know? Yeah, and you're not really... What's not in men's cycling is in women's cycling, four minutes behind, police takes you out. So then the race is finished after 80Ks. And that's also a a piece that I want to, yeah, I want to make me strong for that, that they let those girls longer in the race so that they can finish after 10 minutes behind. Mm. Mm. They don't have a DNF behind their names. Yeah, absolutely. You see on some of the races like Strata Bianchi and those sorts of races, at least in the men's field, the men's finishes or the people are out of the time limit, they're 36 minutes behind, but they're still allowed yeah. you know, to go to the line um, and that should yeah. be the same. That's a very good point. And uh, getting the experience mentally, well, I guess I had a question about, about that. Obviously, with um, the lack of experience and, of course, the being young, um cyclists talented no doubt but when they're when your girls are racing in these big races obviously the results are not necessarily a focus but what are some of the focuses that you as a team um will really go after in these races if results are not yet in the equation yeah it's more or less they get tasks with them so be in the be in the early break uh, try to get uh, positioned well because that is a for some of the girls really really a learning process to get to get to stay in the front to get in the front is 
sometimes not a problem, but to stay there, uh, to get as long as you, you can uh, with the best. And uh, yeah, we have one rider, she's Julia Borgström, she's our Swedish rider. And she shows that um, with trust and um, with a lot of, um, how do you call that, a lot of um, efforts from the team car, like Jolien, she comes very far. So in Newsblad, she was 14th. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to do to see what she's doing in Flanders uh, this, yes. uh, this yes. upcoming Sunday, what she can do, because she's 20, she's very young, but she's very determined, and she's really eager to learn. And that learning process is so important when they are and at this age, but also the trust that we have in them, in their ability to become a, a good rider. And obviously, they are not. Everyone is uh, is uh, will will get at that level, yeah. but we we want to yeah take out the best of them. Mm. And do you guys? Uh, I imagine you'd be celebrating a lot of those small wins, like you said, uh, with some of the women in the team uh, for their first World Tour race. It might be about yeah getting position at the first key moment. They might get that position then lose it, maybe they're at the back after that because that effort alone was their full gas from where they are right now. But yeah. those sort of efforts, you're applauding it, right? And that's what you're going, yes, good job. You know, they might be disappointed. Oh, I've got dropped, yeah. I'm out of the race. But you made that key sector. And when you get stronger, you keep going. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah that's what we do. So, yeah, yeah and, and, yeah, that's terrific. And then the first girl that has not a DNF in the first World Tour race, you know. So you did a good job, yes, 100%, yeah. but you did it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You look at some of the best cyclists in the world now, men's, women's, whatever, yeah. a lot of them, when they started, they were not finishing their first bike races. And and it's just part of the process. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a- part of the process, but also um, learning to keep the fun and the faith in it. Uh, because you see also riders who are um, yeah are mentally breaking down because they their their intrinsic uh, is that the right word the mm-hmm. intrinsic, intrinsic motivation, motivation yeah ex- extrinsic motivation you know always comparing with other riders mm. and um, yeah that's also a big of a problem now I I guess in the, in the women's peloton interesting she makes the steps and I can't and uh, she has that material and we we have this, you know, and yeah, the, the, the gap between the continental, the, the small continental teams and, uh, and the bigger world to, world to teams is also uh, huge. Mm. How many continental teams are there? Do you know? Oh, I, I, I thought for 43 or something. Wow. 43. Yeah. So it's 43. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought 43. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. So there's quite a lot. It's a big, um, it's a big pool. But you guys are getting the invitations to these big races, and I wondered, um, is it the vision of the team that excites the race organisers to give you those um, invites? But also, of course, like you mentioned, um, the Bistrom, the lady in your team doing quite well, also helps. But what is most important for your team for getting these race invites? Yeah, it's also our mission, the story behind it, uh, to tell the organizations why it's so important to give the opportunity to those girls. Mm. Because 
I, I really think that, that we have lost loads and heaps of talents because there's not uh, invested in the base of women's cycling. Yeah. I really think that. Mm -hmm. And you see that in Australia, there are a lot of, there's a lot of talent there, but they don't get the chance to go to Europe and race there because yeah. racing in Europe is very different than in New Zealand or, or Australia. Very different, yeah. That's way yeah. different. We Absolutely. see it at Katja, uh, uh, with Katja Boglio, who's with us. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah, it's really a shock to the system for her to race on the cobbles and uh, in such a big peloton. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's right. And, and Cassia, for those who don't know, uh, Boglio is, is a rider from Western Australia, where I'm from, and, you know, super talented here. will chop up everyone in WA, do quite well in the national races, but then... You get over east and you might race 25 30 girls in a top level race here yeah. Yeah. what is it 150 in a in a you know women's world tour race you know and they're all <laughs> they're all <laughs> top and uh and sarah giganti said the same thing when i've had her on the podcast and she echoes the same things if it's not the bunch the size of the bunch you have to race against right but then also the terrain we're used to riding on and racing on wide roads you got to get 150 yeah. riders into a laneway yeah well i'm sure that takes a lot of learning um yeah well, she's, she's she's really progressing mm. yeah but she does she does finish and a oh. lot of girls don't finish but she finishes she's <laughs> when you you see at the uh the, the broadcasting she's always on the the last wheel but she goes from wheel to wheel so <laughs> yeah <laughs> she finishes it. So oh. yeah, I'm curious what she's she, what she will do when we are six months further. Me too, and also maybe a few more hills in there as well. Yeah. So how many riders are on the under twenty three team right now on the roster? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, sixteen. And are most of the girls on the team from? Uh, well, what's the sort of uh, breakdown of nationalities on the team? Is it mostly Belgian or? Uh, no, the most of them are Dutch. That's why we are Dutch, now sorry. a Dutch team, and mm -hmm. the majority uh, um, uh, that's that's the license you have. The majority of the nationalities of the riders, mm. and then we have a few Belgians. We have a Swedish, uh, uh, British rider, New Zealand, mm. and an Australian rider. Yeah. Okay. So it's quite uh, spread. And with those with the riders that aren't, uh, you obviously you're based in um, Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, we have a team house in the Netherlands and partly uh, the uh, yeah, main part of the season uh, we have in Zottegem house. Okay, and is, is that where the riders, do they all stay there together? Yeah, they stay there, yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that must be I so cool. I don't know cool. if that's cool. Maybe <laughs> they each other's eyes out, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be some testing moments as always. No, <laughs> These are women, eh? We are women <laughs> different than men. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, um, that's very interesting. And is that are those houses close? Do you guys have like a, a service course where everything's based as well? Are they near the houses too, or? Yeah, it's not near the house. No, oh, no. Service okay. school, service school is uh, somewhere different. Mm. But it's a bit spread. Mm. There's, and, there's some here, and there's some with the mechanics. Okay. And so with your, your, your equipment this year, I'm really, I'm always interested in the equipment that teams have your, um, what are some of the key, I guess, equipment sponsors you have? Who's the bike sponsor for the team for, a, for AG next? Uh, for this year, Spinarello. 
Oh, wow. Wow, that's a very uh, top-level bike. Yeah, we ride on the F, 12-speed, yep. DI2, mm. uh, with fast-forward wheels. Um, yeah, and we are, they, Pinarello um, made, especially for us, the color, because like, uh, like the whole world, there was a lack of carbon. At first, we had the F12, but they said, yeah, we don't make the F12 anymore, so it's going to be the F. Okay. Oh. But um, I chose the color, Venice Blue, and I said, yeah, but I don't want a gray-black bike or a red bike. I want, I want a blue bike. So they painted um, 34 frames in the wow. color that we wanted. So uh, these That's... are collective items. Yeah, they look really nice. They're almost a silver blue uh, in yeah. the pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Venice Blue. It's, but yeah, it's horrible to clean them. I heard <laughs> 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 yeah, that's yeah. a side effect, yeah. <laughs> hey, Legends, hope you're enjoying this episode so far and learning a lot about AG Next Generation Cycling Team. Super exciting. Huge shout out to everyone who came on the Press Room Pello group ride on Zwift last Tuesday. So much fun. We had Matthew Keenan on the ride. We were chatting along, talking favorites, bike racing, just general chit chat it was a lot of fun so thanks to everyone who came in and joined the ride the next ride i think is on the 14th i'm going to put the link in the description below so you just hit that link sign up to the ride and if you're not on zwift just hit the link below that and you can sign up for a seven day free trial so that's pretty good i reckon now on the back side of this we've got how the team has secured their tour de france invitation and also talking about their collaboration and their partnership with Quickstep Alpha Vinyl. Super interesting, so I'll leave it at that. Let's get back to the pod. Obviously, in the last few weeks is why we haven't been able to catch up because you've been so busy, uh, but you've obviously really exciting news signed um, the new title sponsor with AG Insurance. Um, that's massive. Can you tell me, I mean, from a team owner's point of view, team founder, how long does it take to get a deal like this over the line and what are some of the challenges when you're trying to um you know uh complete a deal like like this for a title sponsor yeah for this kind of sponsor it uh, took uh, almost half a year wow. with talking and meetings and um yeah and uh with the smaller sponsors yeah it, it, it depends um Sometimes it's it's within two two weeks, but I was with a sponsor last week, and it it all and yeah, it, I was there in November already, and it's a small sponsor, you know, and <laughs> so that that takes a bit longer. It's uh, yeah, it 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 depends on um, what kind of exposure that 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 company wants, mm -hmm. because when it's just I want on the jersey and I want the, I want to know the people that know my name. That's that's easier than, uh, yeah. We want that you that someone comes to speak to our company or have, have li like like that, you know, because yeah. those sponsors you have too. Yeah. Okay. And AG now is the, is the connection. I'm really excited about this. I just think it's amazing that the association and the the collaboration with um, Quickstep Alpha Vinyl. Uh, Alpha yeah. Vinyl Step. I mean, that is just amazing. I mean, I saw, I hadn't actually, I'd seen the new jerseys, Natasha, and I thought, wow, they look very cl like clean, nice looking jersey. But then I saw the little wolf pack wolf on the back <laughs> yeah. there. 
And I shared that photo yesterday and I thought that is really cool. And I wondered what is the association with, um, is AG uh, like something connected with um, Patrick Lefervre? Yeah, Patrick made, Patrick made the lead for, for us. So he, he made the lead and there's a connection with, uh, with Quick Step next year, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are uh, with three teams next year under the umbrella of the Wolfpack. So wow. yeah, you can you can name us a she wolf pack then. I, I think yeah. The she wolf pack, that is cool. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That is oh, the she wolf pack. That is so yeah. cool. But that's it's such a you know, we know how prominent and what a like such a big team, uh quick step up of vinyl and all their names have been called over the past years. I mean, especially in that area as well. It must have been like you've mentioned, was it the vision and the mission of the team that drew Patrick into, because I mean, you know, he could have gone, well, this team, that team, whatever he wanted really, right? But he chose yours. Why? How did you do it? Um, Because, um, yeah, he mentioned something before last year and the whole of the the cycling uh, uh, people fell over him. But... um, (laughs) His opinion was the same as our opinion. It goes too fast. It goes too fast in the professionalization of women's cycling. And it's too artificial because there's no, no, no money funded in the, in the base of women's cycling again. Yeah. And he called me last year and he said, what is that about your team? Tell me. So we had a meeting and immediately in 15 minutes, he said, I think we have to go for it. And I said, I think we have to go for it too. And then we, yeah, we had meeting on meeting on meeting. And then um, he said, he also said, I'm going to find some sponsors. Um, And uh, yeah, he's in with the vision to to support from the base and then build a team, a top team from the base. And he obviously he, yeah, he he knew he knows how to do it because in the in the past he had uh, some development teams of himself within mm-hmm. the men, so he he knows how to do it. So yeah. and I know the talent, I know everything about women's cycling, so yeah. I can educate him because he he, he doesn't know anything <laughs> about women's cycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and women's yeah. cycling is not the same as men's cycling. It's really different. Different. The races are different. How would you, can you explain more? Because I'd be really interested to know that. I watch as much as women's cycling is televised and I'd love to hear your opinion on, on how they're different. That's very interesting. Yeah, sometimes women, women uh, ride with no task, with no goal, only riding uh, or, uh, yeah, we want to win, okay. But um, the, the difference is already there. Uh, within uh, men's cycling in men's cycling in a race there is also always a resting point that they can eat properly women's races there's no resting point they always race 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 you know yeah so eating is very difficult to do and to plan because you never know when it's going easy and in men's racing you know because races are also longer Mm. then 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 you have feet zone you can eat properly and then uh, you go so that's a, that's a, a bit different, but also, yeah, women think different than men. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What I'm also interested about, I'd love to hear 
um, your take on this, Natasha, is when you have uh, talented riders on your team, maybe Bistrom is a, a good example, getting the top 20 in a race like she did last week, uh, or this week, um, insane. Are you worried about like, losing your talented riders early? Like, is that, is that a worry for you or...? Uh, no, I learned in the, in the, in the last years that, um, that, that it's, that it is how it is. You lose riders and there are riders coming back yeah. uh, to you. Um, but with a few riders, I know that they will stay. Mm. I, I know that for sure. Um, for example, like Julia. I'm almost sure that she will stay because she trusts the process. She yeah. could go last year already, but, but yes, yeah, she stayed because she trusts the process and she trusts what we are doing and she believes in what we are doing. And she told me, yeah, for me, this is the best place to develop myself. And I believe uh, in, in what you are aiming to do. So, mm. Mm. And I mean, that's, a huge, I mean, she, Yolene must be, and now it's Yolene Jaw. How do you say it? Dora. It must be very, very, um, well, just huge for your team and your riders to have someone of Yolene's level experience as a racer to be on your team. What does she, what does she bring to the team? Yeah, she brings experience from the, from the belly of the peloton from last year. She was there last year, you know. Yep. And she knows how a lot of that top-level riders think and how they ride. And uh, yeah, she knows the she knows the roads because she wrote them by herself, you know. And um, uh, she 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 knows the key points in every parcours in every circuit. So yeah, that's that's key for the, those young riders to know that oh, I have to now they are in the hundred meters they are go left. I have to be in the front or I have to sit there. The wind is going from that side, you know? Yeah. And that's key for those young riders because they don't know. Mm, absolutely. Uh, it's huge to have her um, in the team. Yeah, and it helps it, really a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you must... And she, have... helps them with, and she helps them with, uh, with when to eat, when to drink, what to eat and drink. And yeah, that's, uh, that's for those young riders. It's, that's, that's really from... Uh, so valuable. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. What What do you think, as you noticed, because you, you obviously have a strong, um, a very keen eye on watching all the riders in your team, what are you noticing so far after the first quarter of the year that the riders are learning? Like, can you, Have you seen anything in particular that you can see the riders are picking up and learning um, so far? Yeah, what I see now with, uh, with Jolene uh, become, uh, coming in the team from the 1st of January already, um, that they are more together, you know. Um, on training camp, they each had a, had a talk with Jolene about the, the, yeah, the place in the team. Uh, what can you do? What, what, are you, what, what is your main goal, you know? But then together, it's more like a team. They talk uh, more together. Uh, there's no gossip, you know, yeah. because with women, <laughs> that's uh, more common than uh, <laughs> normal. Yeah. So yeah, that is. 
Um, and I think uh, with with uh, with Jolina said yes, and um, she's really between the riders. And what I see is that they are more team than last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's and that's hugely important too, isn't it? For um, I guess not only just their uh, like racing better as a unit, being able to work for each other because they're friends and they, and they respect each other. But I imagine also for those who are internationally and are not from the yeah. Netherlands region, it's giving them a sense of family and, and friendship, right, yeah. to make it, yeah. I guess, just more comfortable for them to be there away from home. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because it's difficult when everybody talks Dutch. Yeah, yeah. You can't understand, you know, so... The main language in our team is uh, is English, and for some girls, from for some Dutch and Belgian girls, that's difficult. Wow! But they always say, "Yeah, you speak better English than they Dutch, so don't worry about that." You know? Yeah, yeah. And also, thank you for doing this in English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate. It. I'll, I got to work on my uh, languages soon. I only know a little bit of Japanese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, also another big thing we want to talk about, um, Natasha, the team is going to the Tour de France. Yeah. Wow, Tour de France fans, that is, that's amazing. When, when did yeah. you know for sure that the team was going? Uh, last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what, that's insane. Yeah. What does it mean for the team to go to the Tour? That means really a lot because it's the it will be the first time that I do an eight an eight day stage race. You know, yeah, it's going to be a really big experience. And uh, yeah, the the finish on uh, La Planche de Belfia will be yeah huge. <laughs> but yeah. we will see. We will uh, we will put our best team in it. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the 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 most important thing is that they they develop themselves. They learn. Uh, they have to watch what what others do, what's happening in the races, and uh, but you can't you can't push yourself every day to the limit. So you have to pick your moments yes. in the stage race. Yes. And that's different between when you have three one day races behind each other. Mm. You have to go full gas full gas every day. But now you have to pick your moments because yeah yeah, when you are that young, eight days full gas, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. And just the additional stress of being at the race as well every day. Yeah. And, and yeah. the hype and, and 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 maybe you won't even know you're stressed, I'm sure, but the riders will be, you know, they'll get home and they'll be like, oh, wow. You know, it's, yeah, but what was... about the first day? It will oh. be the last day of the man on the Champs-Élysées. You know, how would that be? Yeah, those, I, I can only riders. imagine the nerves of everyone on that start line. Yeah. The first stage of the Tour de France attempts. Oh, insane. Yeah. It was just so amazing. The team is going. And like you said before, there's there was a pool of 40-odd teams for them to choose from to, to, to go with, obviously, the World Tour lineup teams. And your yeah. team was selected, Natasha, which is yeah, incredible. Yeah, but you, you, you can't forget that we're currently 18 on the World Tour rank listing. Eh? Thank you for reminding like, me. Yeah, the, the, the youngest team in, uh, in, in, in the world, obviously, but we are number 18 at the moment. So, oh, wow. wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's amazing. 18th, and you've earned it. Yeah, obviously, you've earned it. So, yeah. 
But it's, all, it's, it's also the story, yeah? Our mission. Of course, of course it is. Organizations say, hey, that's, uh, mm. yeah, that's a good one. So you said you're going to take your best team. You're going to take your best team. And I wondered, will, do you know what that process looks like? Were you just, are you, when it comes to selecting that team, obviously, You'll know who the strongest riders in the team are, but I'm sure there's spots where, well, could go to this rider, could go to that rider. Is it down purely to results or is there more involved when selecting a team, particularly those last three or four spots? Yeah, that's not only the results. It's how... Um, um, I can't remember the, the, the English word. Uh, it's how, how, how much can a rider take? Okay. But also mentally... You know, yep. are they strong enough to 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 take this eight days on the limit? Yeah, and eight days with six of them uh, doing this together, um, because you have to do it together. You have to you pull each other through, um, because it's going to be hard. So it's not only the results where we are looking at, because looking at only at uh, uh, only at results you, you can see that the pro cycling stats yeah there are a lot of riders from us who have loads of dnfs but are really good riders when you look at the powers mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes bad luck sometimes illness sometimes like that you know yeah and uh, but i think for the last three four spots or last three spots for our because we will we, we will be with six riders yeah um, yeah, it's it's also the mental part we were looking at. Mm. Are they mature enough to do this? Mm. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Well, um, I do want to do talk about. I want to do want to talk more, but I reckon we save it for another day because I've got uh, so much already, and I'm really really happy with um, everything we spoke about, Natasha. It's so cool, and you know, you can hear just your passion for this team and for, like you said, the, the mission and the drive of what you're trying to succeed, building that that under 23, that junior category up to lift the whole sport as a whole, um, whilst yeah. also succeeding with your team's individual goals as well. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I hope that we, we will be the first team to do this uh, also next year with three teams uh, yeah. riding. But I also hope that we are not the last, you know, because then okay. my mission failed. Yeah, that's right. It has to be, there has to be more. The more teams there are, the more opportunities there are for other riders. And then the bigger that scene below the World Tour, yeah, that bigger that gets. And then that, then it gets better. And then the riders get better. Yeah. yeah. Oh. UCI can be key in that. UCI has to allow that we can swap riders from continental yes. to World Tour level and, and, and the other way around. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be such a huge step for also for other world two teams to to say, hey, we are going to do that. Yeah, we yeah. are not going to to put sixteen riders in our team, but we do twelve yeah. and twelve continental uh, uh, riders, mm -hmm. and then you have twenty four riders immediately. Yeah, that's so right. You, you give the chance to to uh, a lot of riders. Yeah, then absolutely. Well, good luck to the team in Flanders. Hope, hopefully they've got all their winter gear. It looks pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, there's snow here. That's so shit. 
right, legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Natasha for coming on and just giving us an absolute education about this exciting women's team, AG Next Generation. They're going to the World Tour next year. They're aligned with Quickstep. They're going to the Tour de France. Oh, my word. So exciting. So hopefully we've created a few more fans for that team in you guys, and you'll follow along this year knowing their story. Now, of course, this podcast, it just doesn't happen without the support of my title sponsor, Zwift. You guys know I love Zwift, and it's raining on Sunday, spewing. I was signed up to race. Now I'm going to use Zwift instead, and um, I haven't done the London pretzel yet. That's next on the cards, and apparently it's harder than the Uber pretzel. We'll see about that, and I'll check in with you guys. Also, huge thanks to Smith Optics. They're supporting the podcast. Lots of exciting things to come with them in the coming weeks, which I'll let you know about. Don't forget about the Zwift group ride. And okay, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.